Hey, CT family, welcome to the Healing Place podcast. I'm Brian Hackney, the director of the Healing Place. And whether you heard about us on the weekend services or someone shared this episode, we're glad you're here. Welcome home. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, that can be really scary for some people. It can be confusing. It can bring up things from our childhood or past growing up in the church, weird expressions like the Holy Ghost. But in today's podcast episode, we talk about how we can make the power of the Holy Spirit a very real, tangible, practical thing in our lives. It doesn't have to be this mystical, weird thing. I love our discussion because we talk about some of those ideas we had growing up and then how we've replaced some of those ideas with things that have been very, very helpful in our lives. So join us today as we talk about the Holy Spirit in our Power Up series. So team, it's good to be with you guys today. How are you? Doing well. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Doing good. good. Doing good. good. So just before we started, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit rough today. Not not under the weather, but just plowed over by, by the weather and by all the stuff that's happened. So a little context or maybe pretext before we jump in and talk about the Holy Spirit and powering up. Because um, I know when people stumble upon this episode, they may not know we just came off this 120-year storm, right? We just came off this week where power was out and pipes were bursting and people were without water or flooded with water or had no power or paid, you know, <laughs> exorbitant prices for their power. Um, people were displaced. People were staying with friends and it's been tough. Mm-hmm. It's been an incredible week. So how did, how did you guys fare with just over the last week? It was rough, man. Yeah. Like, you know, just going through that to, you know, it's kind of a nice weather, not really bad, but then all of a sudden you go to just pure snow and then ice and, yeah. you know, and then, you know, originally I'm from California, so it was just like, <laughs> you know, you get excited because it's like, yo, snow. Yeah. Um, then after a while, it was just like, oh, wow, it's, it's ice. <laughs> and so... You know, with that, it was a it was a little challenging. Then you have the we had the rolling blackouts, like you know your light yeah. lights are on and then they're off for a few minutes. So it was just kind of it, it was it we had to, to try to get used to it. It was tough. Yeah. But you know, you know all the okay, it's on. So do I plug in my phone, my charger, or do I go uh, warm up a hot pocket? <laughs> right. <laughs> what was it? So it was right. It was tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it I, was tough. I felt like. Uh, thinking about it now, it kind of reminds me of the beginning of COVID because uh, yeah. like every, everything just seems out of sorts and mm-hmm. your, uh, your, your schedule is all off and you're, you're trying to kind of, you know, completely change your thinking on how to prepare for the day and how to, how to make sure that, that, you know, you've got everything ready, whether you're having power outages or we had a boil water notice, which I bet sure. I know a lot of people in the area did, which means that we couldn't use any water from, we had water, but we couldn't use it unless we boiled it beforehand. And so, uh, so that was just added an, another layer of challenge, but 
you know, my kids were out of school. They were sleeping with us at night because we had power outages, which so we didn't get good sleep all week. So all of that added together with the change in pace. It was it was a challenging week for sure. But I feel like, Brian, I'm a little bit different than you because I'm like excited to now be back on some type of regular regular yeah. schedule and to have the sunshine outside like that. That's kind of given me new life, I feel like, after this past week. Yeah. Good, good. No, I, I hear you. Um, the sunshine, mm-hmm. the warm weather. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be 75 tomorrow in <laughs> Texas. <laughs> it's I mean, crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. And I look forward to getting back to Eagle Mountain trails, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and maybe getting on the boat and going fishing. But like right now, literally, I'm just zapped of energy. Mm-hmm. I think just that the, the weight of the yeah. responsibility of trying to provide and protect your family from yes. all the stuff and yeah. trying to keep pipes from bursting and keep yeah. the pool pump running and what are we going to do without water? And my mm-hmm. my daughter and son-in-law and their baby were with us for mm-hmm. the, the entire week because their power was out. And, mm-hmm. and again, not to make this all about where I am because so many people had it w- way worse, mm-hmm. but I just, you know, when we're spending hours with those people who are struggling and we're hearing about their plight and their struggle, it's just heavy. You know, it's just really, really heavy. Yeah. And I think it was our last episode we recorded. I dedicated to Bob Bustring, um, uh, who had just, we had just gotten the news of his passing. On February the 6th, I went that Saturday, I went to his, his memorial service. And in the parking lot, leaving that, which was an incredible celebration of his life, I mean, it was just so amazing to see how many people he had touched. And again, We'll talk about him in, in the future as we talk about the Holy Spirit living in people and seeing the living, breathing Jesus in a human being. Um, we were in the parking lot about to leave that, and we got the news that another close friend of mine um, had unintentionally overdosed. And I did his memorial service just this just uh, this last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, this is real life. And so I didn't want to bring in some fake, you know, upbeat uh, person ignoring that. And I just feel like that's where everybody's living right now, Absolutely. you know. Um, and I kind of jumped in. Glenna, tell me about your week. Well, I, mean, I kind of feel bad because <laughs> we didn't, yeah. we were fortunate, mm-hmm. we didn't lose power, we didn't yeah. lose water. Awesome. Um, well, hey. Our pool, the pump yes. kept running, but it was freezing. Like there were, there was like. Yes this thick of ice whenever we were breaking it up. But we found ourselves, you know, checking on friends and people would come over and take a shower. <laughs> We'd feed them lunch or dinner awesome. and just trying to open our home up because we didn't, and we were prepared like, okay, we may be next. It may be the next hour that we're going to experience that. So we're fortunate that that didn't happen. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, we're here, and it is warm, mm-hmm. and um, it's like life goes on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I look forward to spring. I look forward to getting out. Um, it was beautiful. It was inc- it was crazy to see all that white and you know, oh, all that yes. snow. It was so crazy. Just it was um, so gorgeous. but yeah, going from zero degrees and minus, you know, wind chill to seventy five for a high tomorrow. It's just crazy. Texas. So, welcome, yeah, welcome to Texas. Yes. Welcome to Texas. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. So so. Speaking of new life and hope, so we're talking about uh, powering up with the Holy Spirit. It's like, you know, we start week was our series. You know, we started the year with this, uh, we're, our, our strength is the power of God in us, right? Mm-hmm. And we boast in our weakness because then it's not about us. We know uh, 
if God doesn't come through, we're through kind of deal. Mm. So now what? We receive this power from, from God, this Holy Spirit, and we got we to gotta move. We got to move out. We can't just sit the bench, right, with this power we receive. We've got to move out in advance as people who have received power. But what is that power? Like, who is the Holy Spirit? Like, <laughs> what does the manifest presence of God look like in our lives, right? That's what we want to talk about. And I think what I wanted to start with is growing up, <laughs> the Holy Spirit can you remember when you first heard that that mm. word, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, you might have heard, <laughs> right? And the concept of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, you know, the Trinity. Mm. And we kind of understood God, the Father God, as it may be as outdated now as that concept is that you had as a kid, but we kind of understood God, the Father, and then Jesus, his son, his only begotten son, who we, we could kind of imagine because people saw him living mm-hmm. here, God incarnate, right? The word became flesh. But then the Holy Spirit, right? So tell me about your first like thoughts about the Holy Spirit and how you remember him growing up. Do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I remember as a teenager, um, we were driving from... Lubbock, Texas on the church bus. I think we'd been to like an encounter at Lubbock Christian or something like that. And we were at a stoplight and I guess there was a revival going on at this corner. I was like, what is that? And then the talk was going around about Holy Spirit and um, people being charismatic and things like that. And then, so that's one picture I had. And then the other picture I had was in high school asking about the Holy Spirit when we were studying um, Acts, actually, in one of our Bible classes. is probably my junior or senior year at Dallas Christian. And I'm like, hey, like, why don't we do this stuff now? Like, I don't see healing. I don't, we don't talk about that. And I'm thinking, what happened? And I was told that, oh, that gift of the Holy Spirit died when the apostles died because they have to touch you for you to receive the Holy Spirit. So I'm like thinking, darn it. Like, (laughs) really? Um, So that, that was my first impressions of Holy Spirit, of that it was, he was just out of reach, like just out of reach. You didn't know it, but you had just been indoctrinated with cessation, right? The gifts had ceased. With mm-hmm. the death of the last person who could have yes. passed it on with a touch. Mm. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, yeah, <laughs> however, but we could have the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll come back so, to Galatians Okay, five. right? Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, I've got a good one about that. Okay. That's been, funny. Go yeah, ahead. I, yeah. I mean, I, That's awesome. I don't have an early memory. I think, um, you know, I grew up here at Cross Timbers. Yeah. Most of my um, kind of aware Christian life has been here. And, uh, you know, the background of Toby, my dad, coming out of the Church of Christ where the Holy Spirit maybe wasn't emphasized or talked about as much, coming into a place like this, it was, it, it was definitely something that I was aware of. Um, but we weren't, uh, you know, we, we weren't Pentecostal in the sense of having revivals all the time or anything like that. But so I, I think of two memories. One is... Um, in college, I worked at a church in Tulsa 
called Guts Church, Pastor Bill Shear. Guts? Guts Church, a great place. G-U-T-S. Yeah. Okay, all right. And simple simple premise. (laughs) Simple premise behind the name is that it takes guts to follow Jesus. Come on. Oh, there we go. So um, I thought it was God, us, the other. (laughs) Sorry. But he, no, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a really cool place. They do, they do a biker rally every summer. Um, where they have all these bikers come out and they have like '80s bands come and play like big time. I can't. I think Ario Speedwagon came and played. Oh one my god! Like big time Ario, bands. baby. And uh, and, and <laughs> they'll do like a, a message there. But anyway, they were a lot more. They they he came from a Pentecostal background, mm. and so they incorporated a lot more, you know, gifts of the spirit and things that we'll probably get into. Mm. So I remember, you know, I grew up going to church camp. And there was, you know, kind of the the salvation night where every everyone there was a call to salvation. Well, at at guts every summer at summer camp there was a call to salvation and a call to receive the Holy Spirit. Those were the two nights: Holy Spirit night and salvation night. Right. So that was new to me. So it was people pr- getting prayed for, laying on of hands, you know, speaking in tongues, all of those things that that we'll get into. So that that's one memory that I have, and the other memory is the shack, reading the shack. And watching the movie The Shack later after that and seeing this, you know, beautiful depiction of, of the Trinity and how it looks, you know, and how there's different uh, – and the, the author, Paul Young, the way that he, the way that he imagines uh, characters around each one of these, these, these members of the, of the Trinity. So I, so, and the Holy Spirit was, was, you know, kind of like this – wind that moved, you know, in and out and it was kind of hard to understand mysterious, but it was it was really cool to see that too and that that was that gave some context and some allowed my imagination to kind of run when thinking about the Holy Spirit. So in the Christian community, the shack you either loved it yeah. or you hated it, yeah. right? I loved it. Yeah, I loved I, it was it. incredible. I, I thought. It. I mean, if anything's inspired today, yeah. like mm-hmm. is yeah. that, that not? So luckily, I but, was past that. Like, I, yeah, I, I, re- I, I was young when that came out, and I read okay. it later on in life, so I wasn't part of that. You know, what kind of the spirits was a Siri you? Something like that, yeah. It was like a wait. Was it an, Siri? It was. Please a, don't tell you what it was. A, Siri. I think it was yeah. like an Eastern name. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. That it was. was cool. I thought, wow, what a beautiful, beautiful depiction. Yeah, uh, where you could really think about the three separate yeah. parts of the Trinity yeah. still being as one, but mm-hmm. to kind of get it in your head. Yeah, yeah it was beautiful. Beautiful. Spoony, were you want to say something about oh. your earliest oh. memories of the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Holy Ghost power. <laughs> was that coming, the, the, coming the to America? Is, <laughs> oh goodness! Oh. The funny thing is when you said Holy Spirit and then you said Holy Ghost, I was like, "Yeah, man, yeah, it was okay. the Holy Ghost." <laughs> yes, when, when I was raised. Yes. And so, my earlier years, man, just I just remember um, just having spirit-filled, Pentecostal, charismatic, uh, filled services, and um, my grandparents. Uh, my mom's parents, who came uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas, and then uh, moved and migrated to California. Uh, my grandmother was under the leadership, and she followed a lady that believed very heavy in the spirit of uh, the gifts of healing. And so my grandmother was a very, 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 very uh, ill and sick woman, and she believed that God would heal her, and he did. And um, 
So I remember just earlier days of, you know, man, I wanted to catch the Holy Ghost, you know, yeah. because you saw everybody moving and, sure. and and doing it. So I was like, okay, how do we get it? And so they used the scripture of Acts 2.38, you know, and then they talked about, you know, when... Uh, on the day the, of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit come upon yes. you, you know, then, you know, you're speaking tongues, the, the, the gifts of tongues and mm -hmm. utterance of tongues. And so mm -hmm. uh, that was what was happening. And so... Uh, I just remember my, now my grandfather, he didn't believe you had to work for it. He believed that if the Holy Spirit was going to come, it's going to come. Mm -hmm. And he's going to work in you and do what he wanted to do because he, his earlier experience with the Holy Spirit was they would tell you to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you have to say it real, real fast until you get real <laughs> stumbling lips. <laughs> and then eventually... The wow. Comes. Okay. Then, yeah. So it was like, I think that's what he was witnessing on that street corner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and so, we always just kind of, you know, had those type services. And so, yeah. Uh, my journey though with it has just been amazing because, um, I always wanted to know. My father was a great teacher, and so he would just want to know the practical as well side of the Holy Spirit as well as the spiritual side. It's funny you okay, this yeah. the, the practical side. Mm -hmm. Yes. Imagine that. Yeah. Something that we can practice and this it's not mm -hmm. weird and then you said in the spiritual side. Yeah. And I think unfortunately, we've made the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in the spiritual side sometimes this unattainable or yes. weird or mystical or, or just outright like really do you have to bark like a dog or mm -hmm. fry like bacon yes slain in the spirit yes are we speaking in tongues are we yes. prophesying yes and so all of that mm -hmm. has become so not practical people yeah. are afraid of it yeah. mm -hmm. or and it, it makes you feel like you can't attain it can't like it, it's not unattainable yep. so it's like right. glenna's experience right that it's right. just right out of reach yeah. so right. so growing growing up one of my i it's, it's so interesting i remember being around junior high school, uh, and being in our fellowship hall, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. It's the thing we built where, you know, you're not in the, quote, auditorium or the sanctuary. You can go to the fellowship hall and kind of be a little bit more, like, partying, you know? Yeah, you could have your music, your instrumental yeah. music in there. <laughs> <Cool ball. laughs> So, so we, so growing up in the Church of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. In this, uh, in, where it's fundamental, conservative, Protestant, it, it was not charismatic. It wasn't Pentecostal, mm -hmm. right? And so, I think we wanted to separate separate ourselves from the fear of us becoming too weird with the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And and I mean, it was according to what we believed the the Bible taught. And so, I remember being in the fellowship hall, and there was this. You know, running around and and the the adults in this little circle shushing us. You know, shh, shh. They were in their circle having this little study, but I remember it got heated. It was, and we all kind of started listening in, and it was a heated discussion about: Is the Holy Spirit? Is there a literal indwelling of the Holy Spirit, right. or is it indwelling through the Word? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get the Holy Spirit because the Bible's inspired, and now our inspiration is with the Word of God. Or do you have this? Holy Spirit who comes and literally indwells you. Right. And they were parsing that out and arguing about that. Yeah. Mm. And and so just kind of fast forwarding, when we planted cross timbers, um, we were we were really into the purpose-driven thing with Rick Warren, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, but there was this other book that we really, really loved. It was called The Word and Power Church by Doug Bannister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had this intense love for the Word, what we grew up in. We didn't really acknowledge too much of the power because we were afraid of it or it was weird or we believe maybe it didn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. right? We weren't sure. But I love how the Word and Power Church, it says, let's, let's have both. Mm-hmm. Let's have a yes. deep love for the Word, but let's also be inspired by a living, breathing Holy Spirit. And let's don't throw rocks at one another. Let's contain both. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that we kind of touted that book yeah. in the early days, and we try to embrace that mentality. Um, but then, and there were some people who came because it's like, in the, those early days, okay, good, yeah, I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And there were some people who came to check us out. Are they going to be handling snakes <laughs> and, and you know frying like bacon and barking like dogs and, and all this stuff? And when they saw it start to be played out that, wow, this is really practical stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not weird. Mm-hmm. It's just like we're, we're acknowledging the presence yes. of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But so... But that can look different for a lot of different Absolutely. people, right? Mm-hmm. And if somebody grows up in an environment where people are, let's just say, uh, speaking in tongues, do I need to speak in tongues? And if I don't, am I less spiritual? Does God not live in me? Those are the questions. If I can't prophesy, if I don't know what the prophetic is, am I somehow less of a Christian? Mm-hmm. And that's then, then the debate goes on and on. And the right. people, oh, that's a bunch of fraud, you know, or you're just doing it because you were taught that. So he, we've been trying to acknowledge the power of Christ in our lives. Mm-hmm. And let's go back. So for me, you'll know a tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. Yes. The proof's in the pudding. What's yes. the pudding? The fruit of the Spirit in our yes. lives. Right. And so we can come back to, if you will, 1 Corinthians, you know, 13, 14, mm-hmm. 12, 13, and 14. But let's just start with Galatians 5, okay? The fruit of the Spirit, can we do that? Is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Right? Those are nine very practical things that if you have the fruit of the Spirit in your life, this is what will be on display, right? So talk about that a little bit. Glenna. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, this is me, like, getting comfortable. Oh, okay, good, <laughs> good, 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 good. Wow, <laughs> right? So that fruit of the Spirit, how you can see the fruit in your life. Um, and before I talk about that, I want to go back to, like, as y'all were talking, it reminded me of, like, before my teen years, I can remember having a conversation with my mom about the Holy Spirit, where she embraced it, and she embraced some people who were in the Church of Christ who had the gift, gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. And I remember those conversations that just always kept my heart open to those things. Mm-hmm. So um, that memory came to mind. And then another memory came to mind. Of, I have a file at my house that of my dad teaching lessons on the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in, yeah. in the Church of Christ. Like, hey, let's talk about this. What does it look like? So you talking about the parents having that discussion. So now I'm going to have to go back and dig out that file. Yes. I have it at my house, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that, that spirit within us, what does it look like when we're living by the spirit that we do have mm-hmm. peace and patience and kindness and joy, like right. finding that joy. And I think about, I think I shared in one of the other podcasts of when Kirk was diagnosed with cancer and going through his surgery and his recovery and not knowing like what's the future going to hold 
of knowing this peace that passes understanding. And I would joke and be like, it's either denial or these are the Holy Spirit in me. Um, but it was, it was definitely a fruit because I felt the presence of the Lord and I felt like I was just sitting in a slab and he was like, just come rest with me. Just come rest with me. Like there was no striving. There was none of that. And it was just this peaceful resting in the Lord. And so when I think about that peace, that was the fruit of the spirit that I saw. Amen. Yes. Um, yes. And I see it. I see it in other things too. Yeah. Good. good. You know, I think about the fruit and, you know, kind of what I hear you saying, Brian, is, is we can get caught up in all these debates that seem... Um, that seem really important and lose sight of the, the, the most important thing, which is the, the fruit that the Holy Spirit can produce in us. And, you know, I think about the, that people who have been in the church have seen, you know, the Holy Spirit or gifts of the Spirit or, um, or moves of the Spirit you know, there's been abuse around that, right? Mm -hmm. in, in certain circles, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, people who have used that kind of facade for financial gain or mm -hmm. whether it's for, you know, power, a power grab, whatever it is. But there's been, you know, like maybe you grew up with Brian on the other end of the spectrum, there's abuse there too, where, no, we need to snuff all that out because we're scared of it, mm -hmm. right? So yes. I think that speaks to the fact that, like, there, there is, there, it's, it's not black and white, you know, cut and dry. There is gray areas around how this can be used effectively in our life. And I think the, we can always go back to the foundation of what fruit is it producing, right? Because throughout scripture, the Holy Spirit is associated with life, with, you know, and when you hear all of these fruits of the Spirit, it's things that produce life in us and, and life in others, right? And, uh, and so I think, I think like when, when we look at whether it is gifts of healing, like your grandmother experience, like that gave her new life. Right. Absolutely. And so obviously yeah. that's a fruit that's positive. Um, but you know, when, when it's used, when, you know, people are going against one another, you know, was there new life coming out of that conversation, you know, in right. that fellowship hall? Maybe, but uh, probably it was a lot of throwing stones at one another, right? And so I yeah. think going back to the foundation of let's always uh, kind of measure what's going on around this conversation with the Holy Spirit of what fruit is it producing? Yeah. Right. And what I love, and I think, Smoody, you said, was it grandmother that said <laughs> it? It's that... It's we, we want to codify things. Like we we hear a story, you know, some people were telling stories and then they wrote them down in the Bible, and it's like, and then that's it. Mm. Wait a minute. The creative God that's been creating and continues to create in this ever-expanding universe, he can't work in new ways. Mm -hmm. right. And that's scary, you know, that mm -hmm. slippery slope of oh, if we don't see it, you know, especially the tradition I grew up in, if we don't see it in the Bible, then yeah. how do we know it's real? How do we know it's yeah. true? Mm -hmm. But it's for me, it's this fluid. Uh, as needed, God's going to give, if you're an open channel or conduit to flow into the lives of people who need Him, right, won't He pour into you yes. in the way that they need at the time? Mm -hmm. And so, so if, I, if I go to help someone with a leaky pipe, mm -hmm. and I need a certain wrench... Yes. Will he not give me that wrench? Yes. Well, do I have the gift of wrenches? <laughs> or did God give me what I needed in the, at the time? Oh, absolutely. I remember, and you know what? I'm, I'm not, I can't, I don't have time to tell it on this episode, but I'm, I'm going to record one in our, 
our Healing Place podcast just about this story of a dream that I had yeah. before Corbin yeah. was born. A dream that I had that's it's unreal, guys. I woke up the first time I'd ever woke up like this, and I wrote some things down. I talked to Jamie about it. The next day, I went and talked to Toby about yeah. it and two yeah. other coworkers, and I'd forgotten about it because, you know, I'd had two healthy children, and then Corbin was born with this heart defect and, of course, all the stuff that followed, but we had no idea we were going to have a kid born with any kind of illness at all. I have this dream that was out of nowhere. Anyway, tell the story of the dream to these people. We're trying to interpret it and figure out what it meant. It was it was wild, and I'll tell the story. But two years later, when I'd forgotten totally about it, some things started happening, honestly, that were prophesied in this dream. It was unreal. And, and people say, well, what was it for? It, it was unequivocally God bending over backwards to say, I'm with you. This is not some random, chaotic, out-of-control event. Mm. It, it's, it's, it sucks, but I'm with you, mm. and I love you. And it was overwhelming. And the story involved me and Jamie and Toby. It's incredible, and I will tell that story. So after that build-up, you want to hear it. <laughs> but let, let me say this. But, but Toby said one day, he said, Hack's got the gift of dreams. And it's like, yeah. I don't have the gift of dreams. <laughs> no offense, Toby, but, but and he knows. We've talked mm-hmm. about this. It's God gave me something that I needed at the time I needed it because of his love and it produced fruit in my life, right? right? And so, yeah, I think the more we can just go back to, I love the way you put it, let's use the fruit of the Spirit as a standard and a baseline to run things, you know, through to see. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I hate the fact that the Holy Spirit, that, that term, has been attached to so much of the weirdness mm-hmm. instead of the practical, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's because sometimes what's weird to someone when you can't explain it? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. So if there's no physical, liable explanation, mm-hmm. then in human nature, it's got to be weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we are spirit first mm-hmm. versus being natural first. Right. And so <laughs> God is love. And in our scripture... 2 Corinthians 1, chapter 1, and then 3 and 4, um, it speaks about what the Holy Spirit is doing and does. Well, in verse 1, at the end of it, it talks about God being the source mm-hmm. of all comfort. So if God is the source, and the Bible speaks about God is love, and so the Holy Spirit is a manifestation of God. So the first thing I need to see is Love and the fruits of the Spirit, one of those should be bearing on my tree Yeah. <laughs> if I have the Holy Spirit with me. Yeah. So you should be able to see love. love. You should be able to see joy. You should be able to see some patience mm-hmm. right. in the time that I need to show that. Mm-hmm. And so that was the thing that, that was my journey was because after, because that's what I heard, all this like, like serious, you guys, it was serious when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was hearing grown adult conversations like what you were playing around and hearing uh, that you were involved in, <laughs> that you heard the grown people speaking about. Sure. And you're like, man, it got heated. Right. Like I'd heard, like seriously, one of my best friends, good friends, we were we grew up together and we're he was a drummer, I was a drummer, and man, we couldn't wait to get together and talk drums and hang out. But it got to a point to where he couldn't come to my church. Mm-hmm. Because 
of differences with that yeah. or the other. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just so, it, it got so crazy. And yeah. so in my own mind, I was, I'm grateful to this day for my father mm. who grew up kind of the same way and he couldn't stand it. He couldn't, you know, that was a part of him that just, he couldn't understand like why is so much division Right. And we believe in the same way. Right. And we believe in the same God. Yes. So I believe that's what I started seeking out. And God knows exactly what we need because after the tongues, if I can't explain something, then I believe, oh, it's something superhuman about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the Holy Spirit. But then what happens when life comes? So now... I've spoken tongues or the and I've caught the Holy Ghost, but now I gotta live tomorrow. <laughs> so what's yeah. coming? Like like yesterday, the beautiful thing, and one of the main things that I really love about our church, right now we're talking about we give hope. Cross Timbers, we give hope, we give love, we mm -hmm. give people, hey, here we are uh giving you what you need. And so yesterday I got to be a part of um us passing out food. After this crazy week of freezing ice and all this stuff happening, we were out there giving out food and the people were coming in. And so it was so crazy. But my mind hit like every box when I grab a box or I would bring and I was I was working in traffic and I just said hello to people. There wasn't utterance of tongues going forth in other language, but there was a love being transferred when I said Hello, we love you. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, the expressions on people's face like, oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. We love you too. So guess what? The Holy Spirit was moving then. Absolutely. The language of love. The language of love. Language Look good. at that. So, <clears throat> so I'm so grateful that I get to live in this time that my children get to see both and mm -hmm. instead of one without the other. Mm -hmm. That's good. Ooh, that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. That so is all great. of it together, like bringing in yeah. the word. Yes. Yeah. Bringing in the spirit, the relationship, yeah. and then bringing in the yeah. service, like yes. that love expressed through service yes. to somebody else. Because that's what God yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. His life was a service for us. A balance. For God so loved the world that He gave mm -hmm. His only begotten Son. <laughs> Woo. That whoever believe on him. I'm sorry, y'all. Exactly. No, but, but that's what it is. It is. I love it. It is. His well, life is service. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit should be what? A life of what? Service. Right. Yeah. Especially when it's flowing through you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love that because, like you said, the gift God gave us the gift of Jesus, and then Jesus in turn gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And like yes. his last hours were just telling his mm -hmm. followers, like, I'm not going to leave you alone. And I'm giving you this spirit so that you so can cool. have this oneness with my father. Like I've had this oneness with my father and he'll comfort you and he'll be your helper and he'll be your advocate. He will share things of the future yeah. Ooh, the with dream. you. Wow. He will share things of the future and he will share only truth because he'll only speak what my father speaks. Like really? Yeah. That's pretty powerful. And mm -hmm. he will live in you. You have access to him. All day, every day. Like, he's there with you. He yeah, is so your helper. Good. He is your advocate. Like, he desires to be there. He wants to be there. That's, like, so powerful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this gift just keeps giving. Yeah. And that Holy Spirit <laughs> gets to live in us, giving. and we get that gift of love that we get to share with other people. Yes. Yeah. And I think it, I think it, it like, for me, it... Uh, bestows value on people, you know, yeah. the fact that like 
we that we serve a God who's not looking down at us and saying, don't sin, don't mess up, you know, or I'm going to be mad at you. It's like, no, I love you so much that I'm going to put my most important, I'm going to give you my most important thing, you know? Right. And so that's why I love First Corinthians six nineteen that talks about that we are temples of the mm, Holy Spirit. That's good. Right? Well, and yes. I, you know, I think growing up that maybe got turned a little bit to, you know, make sure that I was... You know, not getting tattoos or not drinking too much, not eating too much, you know what I'm saying? Right. But in reality, like when you look at that scripture in context, um, you know, this was so, this would be so bewildering to first century Jewish Christian converts, right? Because the temple is this place of like complete holiness and this the most important part of their faith is the temple and the holy of holies and now paul is saying he's like wait don't you guys know that you are now the temple Mm -hmm. like this historical thing that has held this you know this thing that people were scared of because it killed people Mm -hmm. is now within you like how important is it how important are you now that you are called the temple of god right and that you get to you get to be the place where the Holy Spirit resides. So to me, that shows how valuable each one of us are as people that we get the opportunity to have God's Spirit with us. And that was radical. That was yes, that was, was radical yeah. teaching. Yes. As he alluded to that, it was yes. a radical belief after yes. he died. Yep. It, you know, uh, and it's it's kind of radical for us to still believe it today, right? right? Um, yeah. So you know what? Let's pick this up in episode two. Um, Shot Clock got us again. It's been a great conversation. <laughs> awesome. But yes. so we're, we're going we're gonna to come right back and, and pick up where we left off and talking about the Holy Spirit in a real practical way in our lives. And we're going to add to it like how it plays itself out in relationship with others mm-hmm. and what the difference between just normal friendships, these benign, non-spiritual friendships, if you will, to recognizing the communion or community of spirit to spirit mm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay? So okay. we'll we'll come back and do that in episode 2. Love you guys. Love you. Talk Love to you. you. Talk to you soon. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. We really enjoyed recording them. So like, share, subscribe or follow for more content and we look forward to bringing you more in the future.